Hi, everybody. You're listening to Mad About It. I'm your host, Becky. Becky with the good hair. That's right. It's me. The one from the song. Yep. The, yeah, the, the Beyonce song. Um, so, uh, this podcast, this podcast is, this podcast is about, uh, whatever I want it to be about, but it's about queer issues from queer, queer perspective. My perspective is the queer one for now, at least. I hope to get interviews, uh, pretty soon, but for now I just got, I just, you know, every time, every once in a while, I'll go to a bar, I'll start having a conversation with somebody, and they say something that makes me want to go home and make a podcast about queer issues. So, um, and we don't understand what I mean by that. I mean that I mean that sometimes people are ignorant AF. That's what I mean. So let's try to get everybody at least in the gay community on the same page about some like basic fundamental stuff. I'm 100% for sure gonna get something wrong at some point. Uh, I, I am human. I'm also not an expert. I'm just a lady who lives in Kentucky who is sick of some shit. And I don't know what else to do. This seems like a good choice. Um, all right. But today today's episode is going to be about homophobia. So, what we're going to do, we're going to take the concept of homophobia, we're going to deconstruct it, we're going to define it, we're going to get into what it really is, what it really means, we're going to talk about uh, where we find homophobia, we're going to talk about who experiences homophobia, and we're going to talk about what we can do about it, if anything at all, and uh, hopefully we're going to feel good after about an hour but we're not going to feel good the whole hour. That's the truth. I don't know about you guys. I'm mad so, so much. Mad 24-7. So uh, I feel like it's like your choices are don't listen to the podcast and be angry. Or listen to the podcast, get angry for a little bit, and then get glad for like 10 or 15 minutes. That's pretty good, right? That's a pretty good deal. For mad all the time to like 10, 15 minutes and not so mad, it's worth it. So stick around. Let's get into what homophobia is, what its definition is, uh, what it's made of, how it works, who does it, blah, blah, blah. All right. So homophobia is, by definition, the fear and hatred of gay people. That doesn't really mean much, right? Like, what is that fear and hatred of gay people? Does that mean that when somebody sees a, a, a gay person in the street, they go, Ah! I don't think so. Right? They see, it means that when they, when they see a gay person on the street, they might heckle them. They might be a piece of shit. They might scream, faggot. They might scream dyke. They might uh, spit at you, throw your beer. I don't know. They might start playing Nickelback. All sorts of different stuff happens. They might beat you. Uh, and so what? what is homophobia really? Homophobia is a prejudice against 
homosexual people. That's really what it is. Um, what, what is that? How do we understand the phobia part of homophobia? I think what we have to do is, is to kind of just take the homo part out of it, switch it out with something else just for a little bit. So let's take, for example, let's take, for example, arachnophobia, fear of spiders. Uh, so instead of being scared of gays, now, now we're scared of spiders. So take the glitter out, take the, take the sequins, tuck them away. No more Judy Garland for today. We're talking about spiders. And, uh, what is arachnophobia? It's, it's fear. So what is fear? Fear, I think it's a, it's a reflex. Uh, it's a reflex in our brain that tells us to do something. It's uh, something that, that clicks and you got to go, okay, I got to make action. I'm scared. We got to do something. We got to run. We got to hide. We got to fight. We got to make some sort of action because I'm afraid. So what do you do when you're an arachnophobe and you see a spider, you freak out, you hate the spider, and then you kill the spider? You notice anything? There's always fear and hatred associated with these phobias. Uh, and then there's usually some sort of like action. And the action, it depends. It could be verbal, verbal abuse. You could just scream at the spider. It could be, uh, you could step on the spider. It could be, you could relocate the spider, you know. I, depending on where the spider is, it's probably fine, you know. Like, unless it's like a, unless it's like a brown recluse, you don't really need to, to do anything about it. Uh, depending on where it's at, you know what I mean? So, it's like generally really irrational to be afraid of spiders we live in north america pretty much everything here is is totally is totally kosher there's not really there's not a lot of like predators up here so we don't live in australia um we don't we don't we don't like live in russia uh we're very blessed uh it's my opinion that fear and hatred go together like peanut butter and jelly. Uh, I I also think ignorance is obviously part of the mix. So, um, combination of fear, hatred, and ignorance is, is really deadly. And that's what we see a lot in the gay community. We see it especially a lot in the trans, in the trans community. Um, trans people are being murdered all the time. Yeah, uh, it's really, uh, you know, with increased visibility comes increased visibility. I mean, you're, you're easier to see, you're easier to target. So uh, it's a real big issue. Uh, we've been making a lot of progress with gay and lesbian and trans issues, but uh, one step forward, two steps back in a lot of ways. Is the times are times are crazy. So I definitely think it's appropriate to have a podcast that just kind of aimlessly rambles about these sorts of issues. So back on track. Uh, 
we should probably understand just like the basic terms that we're talking about, especially homosexual, heterosexual, bisexual, these sorts of words. Um, these are all 20th century terms. These didn't exist prior to like 1920s. They really kind of didn't. Um, nobody certainly used them. Only like weird, you know, psychologists and psychiatrists would use them. And honestly, modern medicine is, is so modern that those sorts of professions are also really new. So it's not like what they were doing was uh, perfect, far from it. And what they're doing today still isn't perfect. We don't really have a full understanding of any of this. Uh, we're doing better than we ever have, but we, we are very far from understanding the science of gender and the science of sexuality, sexuality and all these different sorts of things. We, there's, not really, you can't, there's not really science about it. Um, so, you know, when people talk about homosexuality like it's a modern made-up thing, they're kind of right in a way the term is, but the action and the people are not. They're not a made-up thing. Uh, homosexuality and heterosexuality are labels, terms, words for uh, concepts and meanings that don't really have clear uh, words for concepts and meanings that don't really, they can't really be described. Words for concepts that can't be described. That's what it is. So, um, you know, if anybody tried to tell you that trans people are you know, sort of, sort of like modern, liberal, made-up conspiracy. That's obviously just complete bullshit. Um, trans people have always existed. Uh, gay people have always existed. Lesbians have always existed. Uh, a full spectrum of human sexuality has always existed. Um, it doesn't make any sense for human sexuality to be limited to breeding. It obviously isn't even with heterosexual people. Even heterosexual people have sex all the time uh, that don't, that aren't, it's not reproductive sex. So uh, the whole argument that, uh, you know, it's okay to d discriminate against gay people because they're not, you know, contributing members of society because they don't have families. That's all bullshit. We all know this. You know, we, we've got, we've got gay marriage now. We've got gay adoption. We've got all sorts of crazy awesome stuff, but there's still a lot of backwards motherfuckers that make me kind of want to, Sit in front of a microphone and bitch. So that's what I'm doing. So now that we understand that homosexuality and heterosexuality and uh, uh, homophobia even and um, all of the different lingo that we use to talk about these issues... Now that we know that all this lingo is is pretty new and not really super relevant, we can kind of relax about everything else that's coming up. So the next thing I want to talk about is another fancy term that's kind of just there to try to describe something that can't be described. But uh, this one's this one can be described. This is this one's this was the concrete concrete sort of evidence shit that we got. It's institutionalized homophobia. 
So what I mean about instant, what do I mean by institutionalized homophobia? I mean that it's when society discriminates against LGBT and queer people and uh, non-binary people. Um, it's when some sort of law or some sort of bill dis just actually targets uh, the L LGBTQAI community. So um, we got to talk about that acronym at some point. Anyway, um, there's a ton of examples of this. You guys remember? You guys remember when when uh, gay marriage passed? There was a, a, a fan favorite hero in Kentucky who refused to issue marriage licenses. Do you remember her? Her name's Kim Davis. Kim Davis is uh, Kim Davis is an asshole. But also Kim Davis, she just said, I you know it's against my religion to issue this marriage license, so I'm not going to do it. And a bunch of people supported her. Tons of people supported her. This is all. This is all, uh, I think, uh, 2015, three years ago. 2015, 2016. It was a 2016? It was either 2015 or 2016. Kim Davis did all this stupid bullshit. Um, and... Uh, you know, the thing about it is that what we're dealing with is a lot of religious exemption laws right now. The, religi the religious exemption laws stuff is, is really crazy bullshit. It kind of makes it so that, you know, even though the federal government says, hey, gay marriage is legal and hey, gay adoption is legal, we're going to make it so that, eh. It's up to you. It's up to you. If your religion says no gay people, then you're allowed to say no gay people. Which is just really, it's just not so great. Um, to say the least. So we have to really be resistant uh, about this. We have to be, we have to resist this. Um, bathroom bill. The anti-trans bathroom bill. Does anybody need any clarification on which bathroom to use and when and how and why? Also, does anybody feel like in the women's bathroom they are currently protected by just, you know, uh, a sanctimonious recognition of just gender spaces? I didn't think so. Yeah, so it makes no sense to have a bathroom bill about uh, trans people using the wrong bathroom, blah, blah, blah. Quote, unquote, I don't even understand. They just want to make it so that trans people are, feel like they can't be safe in public. Because that's what it does. So there's no other there's no other thing that it accomplishes. You know, the fear here is that I guess people are going to be like, you know, like a full grown man's just going to be like, whoop, <laughs> I'm a woman. I'm going to use the bathroom. Just kind of jack off in the corner because I'm a woman now. Like, yeah, because all the women used to just stand around in the bathroom and just jack off in the corner. That's like, I, every time I go to the women's bathroom, it's just totally socially acceptable to just stand there and just fucking masturbate. Just, just you know, rub some out right in the middle of the open air. Yeah, I don't understand. There's just basic decency that everybody understands. Uh, I used to think that that included not being a fucking asshole to trans people. But I guess a lot of quote-unquote Christian good people think it's their fucking job to make trans people feel unsafe. Anyway, well, we're gonna talk. We're gonna have a whole bathroom bill episode. Um, 
Another example of institutionalized homophobia is going to be the AIDS epidemic. Remember, remember that? So I want you to, uh, if, you're a, if, you're a, if you're a millennial gay person, I want you to just, I want, there's two things I want you to do. I want you to close your eyes. I want you to remember that you live in America, if you do live in America. And I want you to thank your lucky fucking stars that you live in America and not Russia or fucking the Middle East or some crazy nonsense that just is horrible. And second, I want you to be so lucky fucking grateful that you're not alive during the AIDS epidemic, that you're not watching all your friends die of AIDS, that everybody that you know didn't die of AIDS, that you weren't uh, negligently mass murdered. So you should be very grateful about this. Um, if you don't really feel like you should be that political about your gayness, go ahead and just tell you to shut the fuck up and just you know be quiet about how not apolitical you are at least. Uh, it doesn't contribute anything. It just kind of makes it uncool to be political in gay circles. I don't think it's uncool at all to be apolitical in gay circles. If you're if you're in a gay group of friends and it's not cool to talk politics, you gotta get a different gay group of friends. Um, it's really, really important for us to stay active and to stay uh, engaged and to vote and to participate because if we don't vote and if we don't participate, shit like the AIDS epidemic happens. Uh, the AIDS epidemic... There's nothing that politics could have done to help that uh, for as far as the individual responsibility is concerned. Obviously, you know, the president, Reagan, at the time could have done something about it, but he didn't. Um, I'm talking like, you know, what really happened in the AIDS epidemic is that the gay community banded together and helped itself and educated itself and promoted safe practices within itself to try to help save lives. And that's what helped. So we should do that still today. Uh, people are still doing that today. We need to do more. I feel like there's a whole bunch of like gay pride parades and like GNC commercials and shit like that. You know, it's fun to go on a cruise and stuff, but like, I don't know. I just don't have a good feeling about what's coming up. I feel like I can't be alone in this. Definitely don't feel confident about what's coming up with all this Trump nonsense. Anyway, so institutionalized homophobia is super, super relevant today. Super, super pre prevalent. Um, the Stonewall riots started because the police were picking on some drag queens at Stonewall Gay Club. You know, it's, it's just way more recent than we'd like to pretend it is. You know, so it wasn't that long ago that all this happened. We got to stay vigilant. All right. We should probably talk briefly about uh, if we're going to if we're going to talk about institutionalized homophobia, we got to talk about uh, anti-gay adoption laws. So uh, give you a brief history of this. In 2013, uh, they tried to pass like a sort of a anti-discrimination bill 
to protect uh, LGBT people from being discriminated against uh, during the adoption process. It didn't really pass. It did pass, but it didn't get enacted. In 2015, the Supreme Court uh, revokes all bans on same-sex marriage. And in 2017, the Supreme Court ordered all states to see same-sex couples as equal to opposite-sex couples when adopting. So that's a really big deal. But as we were talking about before, there's religious exemption laws that really muddle all this up and make it really shitty. So we've got to stay vigilant. we gotta, we got to fight against these stupid-ass, unnecessary laws. And if anybody ever tells you that gay people are asking for special rights, I just go ahead and just, you know, smile big and just tell them that they're wrong. Um, there's nothing special about gay rights. There's nothing special about uh, uh, getting, getting a legal legislature on the books about... Uh, no, not being able to, you know, anti-discrimination laws for gay people. We got to be able to do that. It's not special. You know what is special? All this fucking religious nonsense. Everybody's allowed to practice their religion openly. There's nobody's, nobody's religion is being discriminated against except for Muslims and uh, minority religions. Um, so I don't, I don't understand why it's so easy for these fucking religious nutcases to get their crap laws enacted. Well, we're trying to get some basic, decent laws for ourselves. Basic decency shit. Get married and being able to adopt. You know what anti-gay adoption uh, legislation does? It hurts kids and nobody else. The only people that get fucked over by that are kids. Do you know, do you have any idea what it's like with the foster care and the adoption system and all these different sorts of like orphan kid situations all these different kids that don't have homes they don't have any business being limited in who they have access to be adopted by this ridiculous. we don't have enough we don't have enough homes you can't you can't you can't limit the existing pool of homes that makes no sense a anyway so institutionalized homophobia is a real big deal it's still very much going on uh, we gotta pay attention to it like crazy. I don't know what else to say. I know it seems ridiculous. And anybody who's, who cares about this is already like, why are you saying this so many times? Anyway, we're gonna move on. So. What could be the next topic? Next topic is social homophobia. What's social homophobia? What's social homophobia? What's social homophobia? Social homophobia, Becky, what is it? That's right. Okay, so it's the fear of being known that you're gay, like fear of being identified as gay. Um, you guys know much about uh, gay, uh, gay uh, philosophers? <laughs> so I mean, there's that's a, that's a weird phrase. It's it's, it's it's let's talk about let's talk about let's talk about gay feminist theorists for here a bit so we got some calvin thomas and we got some judith butler both of these people talked about homophobia being directly related to a fear of being associated with gay things or a fear of being gay or a fear of being known as gay any sort of association with gayness um 
is a form of homophobia, you know? So um, I think that totally makes sense. I myself have totally experienced, um, I don't know, one time I was like, I had this, I had this, I had this, we're not really friends anymore, but I had this really good friend who, uh, uh, we were hanging out all the time and she would always come over to my place and we would just kind of chill and like smoke weed and like order food and stuff, just like normal nonsense. And it was totally platonic, and like I would never ever flirted with her about anything. Never did, never, never was, never was creepy. Didn't even make jokes. Um, anybody that knows me knows I just, I'm just not into straight girls. So like, if I know somebody straight, I'm just not, just not even gonna, not even gonna bat an eye at it. So uh, we were gonna go out for the like out somewhere. We were gonna go out like in public. And suddenly she was like canceling all the time. And I was like, huh? And I was like, well, if you want to come over to my place. And then, yeah, she comes over to my place and and uh, she orders takeout. She pays for it. She's super rich. So she pay for everything all the time. And I was like, that's a little weird. And I was like, well, let's go to this. Let's go to this like uh, this like video game bar. And she was like, I would love to go to that video game bar. And I was like, great, I'll meet you there. And like 10 minutes before I was headed out to go to the fucking like uh, pinball bar, she was like, she canceled. And I was like, this is so fucking weird. And, and it turns out she was afraid to be seen in public with me because she thought that people would think that she was a lesbian because she was hanging out with me. I'm sitting over here, sitting there like, What? You're, you're afraid people are going to think you're a lesbian because you're hanging out with me? I'm just like, man, I'm soft butch at best. You know, like, what? Also, don't flatter yourself. You know, I, if, ugh. I wasn't, a, I wasn't, a, you know, I don't want to be all shamey about it, but I was just like, you know, I, I'm, I'm not, not interested in this girl at all. And, uh, so it's not like I'm going to act like her boyfriend. You know, it's not like I'm going to act like her, her like, butch daddy the whole night. Like, what the fuck is this? I, I just don't understand it. And it just and her mom was like, oh, yeah. My mom was like, oh, yeah, if you go out, you'll do And it, her mom, it's like, so your mom's, like, a homophobe from, like, the 50s. And you're just, like, copying that because that's all you know. And you just don't question anything. What the fuck's wrong with you? This was a better story in my head. I, I you know, I, I, the point is, is that, being around gay people is not contagious. Being seen with gay people, people will not assume that you're gay. Do you see that new thing about how AI can, like, recognize whether or not people are gay? That's really bad news for people that are like, you can't tell if people are gay by looking at them. That's real bad news. Because fucking robots can, I guess. Robots can tell whether or not you're gay. So I'm pretty sure that if you say you have a good gaydar, you might be telling the truth now. Because there's literally, there's literally a gaydar. It's called AI. AI is now a gaydar. Anyway. So, my friend, subconsciously homophobic. Not homophobic in any other time. Kind of just a weird asshole. It's, I, I think that's social homophobia. It's also just cultural homophobia. You know, um... I get, I get like not wanting to be seen in a bar trying to f flirt with men with your gay friend, but I, I have, I have been a wingman 
in many circumstances for many different genders, not only would I say that I'm an excellent wingman, I, I have a I have a excellent wingman rate. I'm I'm just about one of the best wingman wingmen you can get. Um, I don't know why anybody wouldn't want to go to a bar with me. I will almost 100% get you laid, not with myself, but with somebody else. Isn't that a better deal? Just, just fucking idiots. Anyway, okay. So, anyway, social homophobia, cultural homophobia, it's it's just uh, interaction homophobia. It's not cool. Don't do it. Don't encourage it. Don't be passive when it happens. <sighs> so now we have to go to the headliner. You have any idea what the headliner might be? What do I mean by headliner? I mean the, the, the most important topic. So we've covered institutional homophobia covered social homophobia. We've defined homophobia. We've talked about terms, talked about the history. That leaves. Any guesses? No guesses? All right. Internalized homophobia. That's right. Internalized homophobia. The shit you feel for yourself, you dirty faggot. That's what I'm talking about. So internalized homophobia, the fear of being gay yourself. This is the most dangerous kind of homophobia. This is the homophobia that makes people kill themselves. This is the homophobia that makes people kill other people. Uh, this is the homophobia that makes people jerks. This is the homophobia that uh, makes it so that people don't like podcasts. You know, it's the worst kind. So... It's very destructive. Um, there are a lot of different theories about internalized homophobia. I think the, the, the best, most all-inclusive one has got to be uh, that internalized homophobia is just kind of a misplaced sexual aggression. You know, it's, a, it's like you learn that being gay is bad. You are homophobic. You are homosexual. Uh, you hate the feeling, so whenever somebody like kicks that feeling in you, you associate it with a bad feeling, and then you just you know have a terrible reaction either towards yourself or towards other people. Um, they've done studies where uh, people that say that they're homophobic and people that say that they're not homophobic uh, get shown a series of uh, erotic videos, straight and. Uh, gay erotic videos and the people that identified as homophobic were aroused during the homo homo homosexual erotic videos the the guys that were watching the 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 boner videos got boners when they said they didn't like boners how do you say you don't like boners and look at boners get a boner that's a whole lot of weird boners I, I don't, you know, they also say a bunch of weird studies about how, like, all women are bisexual, blah, blah, blah. I, you know, I think female sexuality is super complicated. I do not think it's uh, as simple as uh, women are just everything. That seems like a cop-out sort of answer. Anyway, um, 
But internalized homophobia, I think, is is definitely the worst kind of homophobia. Um, Gay teen suicide rates are really, really bad. Really, really bad. Uh, Trans suicide rates, twice as bad. Uh, There's a whole episode about transphobia. Tune into that episode. It's really good. Um, And uh, we get into a lot of how your sex is different than your gender is different than your sexuality and how your you know gender is something that's kind of a social construct you know gender is kind of just a a way that we kind of structure our society um it doesn't really have much to do with our biology i know that sounds a little crazy for some of you but I know it's all the chromosomes. I know it's all the stuff. But it's just it's just a little more complicated than that. And uh, sexuality is no different. So um, I feel like it's hard to come to terms with your sexuality as a teenager when you're a straight teenager. When you're a straight teenager who's got normal, just hetero structured brain doing everything. Uh, being a teenager is hard as fuck. Everybody knows this. That's why there's all these dramatic videos and shit. Like, it's like the whole 13 reasons why. It's like, it's literally just about being a mopey teenager. I'm sorry about it. There's, I know there's a lot of suicide stuff, mental health stuff. It's a good show, blah, blah, blah. Cover some issues. Also, some girl watched it and killed herself. Anyway, we got to talk about that later. But um, the whole point is that, you know, being a, being a teenager sucks. Being a gay teenager sucks some serious ass. If you're a gay teenager who's listening to this, hi, how you doing? Hope you're well. Good luck. Chin up. High five. Keep on trucking. All right? Um, now, let's talk about something that's like a little bit funny, a little bit ironic, a little funny ironic nonsense. Uh... So you know how those you know how those homophobic people in the study got little chubbies when they looked at the chubbies, like the chubbies with the penises, not the chubbies with the boobs. I mean, I guess I guess anyway, anyway. So, uh, let's turn that into politics real quick. All of the most anti-gay politicians, almost all of them get caught in gay sex scandals. Like a ton of them. Like to the point where it's like, are you serious? Like almost, it's almost like if I were a politician and somebody stood up and said, you know, I'm super, I'm proposing this super anti-gay bill. I approve it. I'm signing off on this bill. I would just think, man, that guy's gay. 100%. Like if I was, if I was a democratic politician who was comfortable with my sexuality and didn't have any prejudice against gay people and I met a Republican politician who was voting against all sorts of crazy, stupid shit, and who's super anti-gay, I'd probably just look him straight in the eye and say, yeah, you're gay. You're gay. So I think they're all gay. Uh, Proof, we got Larry Craig. You guys remember Larry Craig? He's a proud anti-gay politician. He got caught asking... For uh, an undercover cop to have gay sex with him. Undercover cop was like, lol, about to arrest you. And uh, he insisted the whole way, he probably still does, he insisted the whole time he was straight, 
Uh, I don't understand. I mean, it was like more than one occasion, I think. So it was like, there's a lot of evidence of this guy loving, loving the D. And he's like, I promise, I, I really don't love the D. I never loved the D. He obviously loves the D. No shame. But, you know, what the hell? Uh, Tex Allen is another guy. Got in the scandal. Mark Foley. Uh, George Wreckers. Ted Haggard. There's tons of them. Look it up yourself. It's a good it's a good drinking game. Uh, just don't kill yourself because you might drink so much you just fucking die. Um, I think I think a lot of homophobia I think a lot of homophobia stems from ignorance, and I think even more of it stems from gay people not fully realizing themselves. Uh, gay people not fully realizing their sexuality or bi people not fully re realizing their sexuality. Just, you know, people in general being stifled. Um, you need to be your full authentic self in order to be useful to anybody. You need to be the best version of yourself to be useful to yourself and to enjoy being yourself and to enjoy being uh, alive. And when we stifle our sexuality, when we when we take the sex sexuality and the the gender of ourselves, and we only acknowledge uh, our biological sex—not the best term—we'll talk about that in trans transphobia. Um, biological sex, and we only recognize our societal gender. We don't recognize our sexuality. Then we don't have a strong triangle, a pyramid, a triangle or pyramid shape, either one. I mean, pyramid is a completely different shape. I should shut up. So let's, let's talk about triangles. The triangles are really, really strong structure. So um, you need to be that strong in order to be successful. And you need to be that strong in order to live a happy, functional life. And if we don't acknowledge uh, all of these things and make them what they should be, get those puzzle pieces in order, then we're not going to be a very strong person. So denying your sexuality, denying your gender, um, being in the wrong body, all these things are, are really are really tough to, to deal with. So unfortunately, uh, gay people were born into a society that has a preset triangle. And we have to go through the really painful process of realizing, that our preset is the wrong setting. And sometimes it kind of feels like we're broken. But if you just change your setting, then it's not broken anymore. So do that instead. Uh, don't, don't feel broken. Don't feel wrong. You're not broken. You're not wrong. And uh, you need to just kind of flip the switch. Switch it into the right gear instead of the wrong gear. And then you can move forward. But... Um, you know, if you're struggling with your sexuality, you don't fully understand, the best thing you can do is to just kind of read and talk and listen to podcasts. And there's a lot more other gay podcasts, way better gay podcasts to listen to than this one. But, uh, you know, thanks for tuning in this much. But uh, you got to make sure that you're living the most authentic version of yourself 
because otherwise you're going to be miserable forever. It's never going to get better until until you until you're living your truth. So, especially all you gay politicians out there to listening, fucking live your truth. Also, stop being a fucking piece of shit asshole. Stop voting for all the crazy, stupid nonsense. Stop being a fascist piece of shit. All right, so I shouldn't have sworn so much this episode. It's supposed to be the first episode. I wasn't supposed to swear this much. I don't swear so much in the later episodes. I'm just kind of feeling it today. So, um, make sure don't give up on what you feel is right. You know how, so when I came out to my parents, they were really upset. They, they treated me like a, they treated me like a, like a crazy damaged, broken. They were like, you know, what did we do to, to break you in this way? How do we hurt you this much? Blah, blah, blah. How do we fail you? Um, that's, that's damaging on its own, but, uh, they also just like fundamentally misunderstood what being gay is, you know, it's just not being broken. So I think the best thing you can do is to just remind yourself that you're not broken and to remind yourself that uh, you're not going to be alone. That's the other thing that they were really worried about. They were really worried about me being alone for forever. That's what my mom like confessed to me was like, you know, the real reason for her rage, I guess. I, she's, she's, she, it's a very complicated situation. I wouldn't, I wouldn't suggest it, but, uh, Gay people, if you are currently alone by choice or not by choice, that is just unbelievably temporary. There are a ton of gay people in the world, tons of them. And they're not just all like these catty, weird stereotypes of gays that the media represents. Um, a lot of it is a lot of a lot of gay people are just regular people that you can't even you just don't even know that they're gay. I know that the robots have gaydars now, but they're still like they're like forty percent wrong. So I think that that they think that their their study just got kind of lucky, honestly, because forty uh, percent is like a pretty huge error rate. So um, there's tons of queer people, like loads of queer people, like almost too many of them. You know, there's there's and they're all single because they can't find each other because they're all so fucking depressed. Um, and a lot of them are internally homophobic, and a lot of times I'll be like. I'll see a obviously queer person in public. I don't mean to be a dick, but sometimes your gaydar is just just twerking, and uh, and they they don't even like look me in the eye. They're scared to acknowledge me. I I feel like sometimes gay people think that if you acknowledge another gay person in public, then they're gonna think that like I don't know, other people are gonna be like they're gathering, or uh, maybe that um that gay people are everywhere now. You don't need to say hi or something. I don't know what's going on. I feel like I feel like we all need to say hi to each other nowadays. You know how like cyclists say hi on the road? Like if you're a, if you're a cyclist on like a bicycle or if you're a motorcyclist, both kinds of cycles, they saw they say hi to each other because they understand that fucking people could kill you on the road. So uh, I try to say hi to gay people when I see them in public. You know why? Because I understand that some shit might happen. Also, I fucking hope somebody say hi to me. Also, whatever. I'm like completely obsessed with. I'm completely obsessed with queer people. Completely obsessed. Uh, queer people are the best. Anyway, so in closing thoughts, you're not gonna be alone. 
Stop hating yourself. Uh, stop hating other people. Stop picking on people for being gay. Don't make fun of people for being flamboyant. Don't make fun of people for not being flamboyant. Shut up about everything. And just support each other and be nice. Be friendly. And uh, as a closing comments, if you ever have dark thoughts, you're ever in a dark place, there's places you can go to talk. There's, uh, there's the Trevor Project. It's a toll-free, 24-hour, confidential suicide hotline for LGBTQ people. Uh, go ahead and hit it up. There's PFLAG support hotlines. Uh, there's the Point Foundation. There's suicide prevention hotline. There's all sorts of stuff. And uh, don't hesitate to reach out if you feel like you need help. There are a lot of people that really, really want you to succeed. And I know it seems kind of totally bizarre for a total stranger to want you to succeed. But, um, uh, spoiler alert, there are some lunatics out there that think the gay people are beautiful, special little angels. I am one of those people. So, uh, I am totally always willing to take some time out of my day to help a gay. Please do the same yourself. We can all take a little time out of our day to help a gay. Okay. So the next episode, I think the next episode is going to be about uh, transphobia. Tune into that. Uh, the episodes aren't really in order. I'm kind of just doing them all, all the time. So there's good, there's some TV review episodes. There's some more sex and sexuality, gender studies-ish sort of concept breakdowns. Um, I'm trying to stick, I'm trying to keep it casual. You know, I don't want to sound like a teacher, but I'm also trying to inform. Uh, I would love to get some callers. I would love to do some interviews. Please email me. Please message me. Anything you want. Uh, I want to hear from you, and I want to get into the nitty-gritty of what makes you mad, because I'm mad, too. Um, just be nice when you're talking to me. Don't be actually angry. This is obviously not like a rage cast. I think I don't think I'm giving that impression. So be be nice. Like, you know, I'm not like some sort of yeah. Let's try you know be less more frustrated about it maybe, but frustrated about it doesn't fit on the thing so well. All right, okay, ta ta for now.